0: Good morning, Mission Vineyard. Happy uh, Fourth of July weekend, and yet you all came to church. Way to go. I guess you're going to party tomorrow. Good for you. (laughs) My name is John. It's a joy to welcome you this morning. I'm going to welcome you to stand with me. Steve's already standing. He's ready. (laughs) Yes, Steve. we, we believe that God is good and uh, that he wants us to welcome him into all of life. That's our mission. We welcome Jesus into all of life. Uh, before we even get started, I'm, I'm just going to ask you to take that posture of welcome. We have just a simple liturgy in the vineyard. It's a prayer prayed in churches for over a thousand years. It's, it's simple, three words. Just come, Holy Spirit. Yes. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord. Lord, this morning we're in anticipation that whatever we've brought with us this morning joy or pain that we as we welcome you into it you transform it what you touch you transform yes Lord. so we're very expectant as you are here we just declare you are here with us that we get to breathe and be present with you and worship you lord would you uh, just point our hearts to you this morning as we worship you this morning as we hear your word Speak to us, Lord Jesus, as we we just lift up your name this morning. with me, gracious and astounding. Gracious and astounding, God's
1: love so confounding appears to us
0: in a cleansing flow of blood. The Son left throne in glory for the Father's wrath and fury in hostage,
1: and for the sins of all he bled. Standing on worship. Raise a voice in worship. Come,
0: adore the King of kings and Lord of lords. Gilberto, would you lead us in that first verse again?
1: God's love so confounding appears to us. In the cleansing flow of blood The Son left throne in glory For the Father's wrath and fury in our stead And for the sins of all He bled Raise the voice and worship, come, adore the King of King and Lord of Lords. Standing on, standing on worship, standing on. I'll stand in our worship. I'll raise the voice and worship, come, adore the King of God raised him from the grave For his arm is mighty to save Now and rainy The keys of death and Hades in his hand Hail the Lord of it. Raise the voice. Henry. Us. We're no longer strangers. We are no longer strangers to your arms. We are no longer strangers to your arms. We are. We are no longer strangers to your arms. We are no longer strangers to your arms. By your grace you have saved us. We're no longer strangers. We're no longer strangers. We're no longer strangers to.
0: our desires to be in the midst of what your kingdom is doing all the time we're not satisfied when we're just running our own kingdoms and feeling separate from you We want to be about your business we need to hear your voice
1: Say yes, oh God. Uh-huh. Things you love, want to hate the things you hate. As your heart is formed inside us, may we learn to walk in grace and extend a hand of mercy. Set the captives free, bringing freedom to the prison, bringing hope the blind can see. Mercy triumphs over. Triumphs over judgment. See with me, mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy, triumphs over judgment. judgment, mercy triumphs over judgment, and we say yes, and we say
2: It's a good time for us to look inside our hearts as we prepare. Look inside our hearts and see that God is there with you, with me, and he wants to invite you to his banquet table at this communion today. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. And Jesus said, I've been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. And then he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. He took some bread, and he gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it in pieces, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Amen. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took another cup of wine, and he said, This cup is the new covenant between God and His people, an agreement confirmed with my blood which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Luke 22:14 14 through 20. So at this time I would ask our communion servers to come up please on each side. What we will do is we will exit these aisles here and return on the out to our seats. Okay. And uh, I would ask you to, I want you to know this. We do have gluten free elements here for you for those who need that. We also have the elements sealed if you would like to receive it that way. But we will also be providing a tray with the crackers and a cup where you dip your cracker into the juice. Okay? So at this time, please come for communion. Thank you.
1: action full of mercy and compassion
0: Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. One more time.
1: Thine is the kingdom
0: and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 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 Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done. Hearts say yes, Lord. Come take control. Our hearts say yes, Lord, come take control.
1: Our hearts say yes, Lord. Come take control.
0: So just in this moment, just we're going to take a, some silence and... Uh, For anything in your heart, you just feel like maybe out of control, or you have a sense of just God needing to invade and taking control. Let's just pause for a moment. Come Holy Spirit. In each one of those things where we say, our hearts say yes. Maybe they said no before. We didn't even know that we had a firm grip on them. We weren't allowing you to have the firm grip. Come Holy Spirit. Come take control. Let's just wait. You are here. You are here, God. So thank you for meeting us right where we ask for you to take control. Amen. Mission
4: Vineyard. Thanks. It's great to be worshiping with you all. My name is Kate and I get um, the privilege of welcoming you and also letting you know about a few things that are happening throughout the week and the month with Mission Vineyard. So first of all, if you're a new face here, um, I wanted to give you a personal welcome and thank you for worshiping with us today. If you haven't yet, we hope that you would take one of these welcome bags. They're on the back table. Um, so please grab one of those if you haven't had a chance for all of our um, new visitors that might be coming today. In this bag is something that we call a mana bag. And a mana bag is just a... a bag of supplies, you can see it up here, um, with practical ways that you can help someone that you may encounter throughout the week in need. There are, um, there's some water in there, some snacks, toothpaste, just practical items to bless our neighbors as you may encounter them. So those are available for you as well. Um, Also in the bag is a connect card, and we would love to get to know you a little bit more. So there is um, a way for you to fill out your name, your email address, phone number, and your mailing address if you're comfortable. Um, If you do share your mailing address with you, we'll send you a little something in the mail. Um, So let that be a surprise. Um, We would love to, to do that for you. So a special welcome. There's also a QR code if you would rather um, do that at the back table and a way to also submit prayer requests as well. And that's open for anyone. And we have people throughout the week praying over those prayer requests. So we invite you to do that as well. Um, So today we have an exciting event happening for our um, friends who may be experiencing homelessness. This afternoon at 1 o'clock at the Fiesta building, which is. Just down Broadway, Caddy Corner, the former Fiesta building, shall I say, and um, we are borrowing it. But at one o'clock, we are um, going to be serving a meal, a barbecue meal, to those who may be in need. And so, if you are interested in helping serve the food, or just be a friendly face to pray for, welcome and love on these friends, and um, we would love to have everyone here um, be present at that event. And. You can bring your lunch or grab some lunch beforehand, but um, we will be serving lunch to um, those those people in need. So we welcome you there. Tomorrow is the 4th of July. It's Monday, and John and Arleta, our pastors, are opening up their home from 2 to 4 for a super fun water swimming sunday ice cream sunday event um they have a small pool in their backyard so come prepared to get wet water guns water balloons so i'm told um we have that water balloon launcher we should probably give that to you i just thought i'm just envisioning john like launching water balloons (laughs) Well, I we think we should probably go. So,
0: one thing you should know, sorry, we're going to divert for just a moment. Yeah, we
4: are. Sorry, I just had this picture of John, like... Because
0: your boys launching. love launching water balloons.
4: Yeah, that's probably true.
0: And they kind of like being hit by them, too. Probably. So, if you want to see Kate's boys get hit with water balloons...
4: Or maybe hit John.
0: If you want to see Kate's boys hit me... <laughs> with water balloons, come tomorrow, tomorrow from 2 is to 4. We'll have ice cream and just a lot of fun. So,
4: If there's a particular ice cream sundae topping that you are um, particularly fond of, make sure you bring that. Um, ice cream will be provided, and it's just going to be fun. So make sure you check in at the back table or email Arlita for the address if you need it. Um, but we would love to see you there. And then I'm supposed to talk about small groups. Small groups are happening. Um, there are there's a monthly, several monthly small groups that groups that meet only once a month. Weekly groups are happening, also. So just be sure you check out smallgroups.missionvineyard.org so you can get in on all of that excitement and fellowship with Jesus. So with that, I'm going to invite those who are passing the tithe baskets up to the front. I'm going to pray over our offering and also over our service, and then I'm going to turn it over so jesus thank you that you're here with us thank you for your presence thank you that you bring peace thank you that you bring joy Um, thank you for your compassionate heart toward us lord i pray that you would touch each person in this room today through the words of the service that your wisdom and knowledge would just be poured out and your grace and your mercy would be upon each person i pray specifically for all tithes and offerings that are being made this morning lord whether being given online or here in person god would you bless those givers would you bless those that worship you through giving lord multiply the gifts that are given give us wisdom as we discern how to use those funds to your kingdom's glory and it's in jesus name i pray amen
0: brian would you come join me so i'm john and this is my friend brian Brian. Brian. so hey guys good to see you guys um, Brian and Nicole have been coming to church for just a little bit, and and their son Griffin, and actually Griffin's already serving upstairs. He's with the kids. He's just an amazing teenager. Um, Y'all are amazing. And uh, along the road of attending here, and actually you were at a church before, God's been doing some transformation in you. Now it blows me away that somebody who's just been going to the church for a little while would say, I need to share my story. Jesus is working in me. I don't know what to say except before I was this way, and now I'm not because of Jesus. And that's what's going on in Brian's life. Now you are still very much in process, but there's a huge transformation that's going on. The reason why I also think it's absolutely critical that we leave room and space for people to share their testimonies is because there's transformation happening in all of us. And when we allow other people to say, hey, this is what God's doing, then we go, oh, maybe God's doing something in meets you, And I, I didn't even realize. And it allows for the Holy Spirit to continue to transform us. Why I especially love that Brian's sharing this morning is because he's a man. And he's a man that's willing to share about some brokenness that's going on, that is being healed. And I think often, especially after COVID, where so many have begun to isolate and hide, the more that we articulate, the more that we say out loud, if we welcome Jesus in, he gives us freedom not to be isolated anymore. And I think that's especially happening with men, where there's there's a pride and a a desire to just try to figure uh, our stuff out on our own. Um, Brian, when people meet you, they see your leg. You have been through some stuff. Um, You have been in the military. You have worked with your family. You went back in the military. And the place they had for you was, what's the job they had?
3: was Explosive Ordnance Disposal.
0: Explosive Ordnance Disposal. And just after, you said it was like 18 months, there was a serious accident.
3: Yeah, we were um, in Afghanistan. I was there for seven months and our vehicle was hit by an IED and I, uh, it resulted in a lower left leg amputation, a brachial plexus of my right shoulder. I couldn't use basically my right arm for the first year and lower spondylosis in my back where the vertebrae and the, the disc shifted forward slightly.
0: So like miracle that you're walking, miracle that you're talking with us, Miracle that you're like l- being loved and loving in your family. This is all miracle. So you come home, and I've heard just a little bit of the kind of care that was necessary for your recovery, and uh, for you, those who are have been in the military, you understand. As uh, as you come out and maybe come out of out of warfare, there's a lot of care that's needed, no matter what kind of physical stuff has happened. There's also emotional stuff in the military. Tries to do their best to help, and that's with medication and all kinds of stuff. But that medication really stumped you. It really became a mess in, in your life.
3: It it did. It was um, it was extremely difficult. The first four years, I struggled with narcotics and and benzos for pain and anxiety um, until I realized that it was. You're not alone you're not alone it was ripping my family apart and oh, man, it's so, so hard um it was hard getting treatment at the va every time i would go and, and try to talk with the counselors it was a new intern and you had to go over your your story fresh and it was just constantly um it was difficult and um even though they were trying to do their best i, I didn't feel like i got a lot of uh, help there and uh, instead of seeking professional for care, I found someone who was selling marijuana. And that helped me get off a lot of the, the medications. But um, unfortunately, I found myself daily smoking marijuana. Uh, I Basically gotten off the narcotics, but I was still on antidepressants and uh, gabapentin with the last one. And, um, but it took me six years before I realized I'm throwing my life away on medications and marijuana, just trying to cope with life on a daily basis.
0: Along the way, thank God, Jesus found Nicole, and Nicole found Jesus, and she started praying for you. And you all started getting amazing support. And now it's been how long, it was through COVID that, that really you just came to your ends, right? And you,
3: um, when COVID hit, and so again, I was on two antidepressants and gabapentin were the last three medications that I was on. And when COVID hit in-person doctor's appointments were hard to come by and it was on through Zoom and uh, the doctors started missing the Zoom appointments. So I was having to go to the BAMS, the ER to get those medications refilled. And I just had the realization again one day, it's, I've been taking these medications for almost 10 years. I'm still unhappy, I'm depressed, and I'm tired of living life this way. And so I, I got the, that refill and then I used that refill to slowly wean myself off over a course of a month and um, you know, I did notice a, a, an immediate change in my perspective. It, it took uh, it was last May when I, I weaned myself off those medications, but it wasn't until November or December time frame that I really noticed a shift in my perspective. Uh, I was still smoking marijuana up until that point, and, um, but as I started to deal with all of this, and my wife uh, basically helped guide me back to the Lord. Reading the Bible and a Bible app, doing daily devotionals, uh, I was able to stop smoking marijuana in January. And uh,
0: six months, you've been free from marijuana, free from that loneliness. Go ahead, you want to clap? I want to clap. Uh, thank you. Thank you. This, for all of you, I mean, weed is—it's not just for people in Brian's situation. Weed has become that thing that just becomes to isolate us, make us afraid of people. It's become that thing that, especially after COVID, it just combined one after another. Just, it's become a drug of isolation. And this is the Lord. And he's on the way to continuing to transform you. You have become free. And this is what, this is what blows me away. Talk about, like, because you're talking about a hunger that's going on in your life now. Before, and y'all can relate to this, Netflix is like the dopamine that we take in order to fall asleep at night. Right. I mean, for, for many of us, that's what it is. And instead, God's been doing something else in you.
3: Yeah. Every night now, it's it's gotten to where I don't watch the violent movies and the documentaries on Netflix anymore. I'm I'm watching The Chosen. Um, there's another uh, service that we watch out of England called Soul Survivor Watford, and it's another vis- uh, service that Vineyard service. And if I'm not watching those things, he's taken the, the taste and the desire to everything else out. Uh, I, every device that I've, or vice that I've had, I've, I've been slowly laying down over the past six months. This past month, um, I put down nicotine, been u- dipping and smoking since high school and using nicotine products for the past 30 years, um, and I'm now two weeks without nicotine. It's, it's not me, I promise. It's, it's, I never saw myself getting off of stuff like that, but... Um, it's the Lord working through me and changing my heart. So blessed and thankful. Um, can't say it enough.
0: Yeah, this is, so th- there's, there's absolute recovery going on here, and it's absolutely the Lord. And I just want to name, like, men especially. Like, stop isolating. <laughs> the Lord wants to free you. He has the power to do it. No matter what you're going through, Jesus wants to, he wants to be in it. He wants to be every, in everything that's going on in your life, good, bad, and ugly, and he wants to set you free. And it's not just for you. It's for your whole family. It's for your whole future. And God has to do it. And so uh, I want to pray for Brian and Nicole first, that Lord Jesus, you would come and completely set them free completely set them free from the years and years and years of working hard to seek your face and figure this out. Come, Holy Spirit. Finish your work, Lord. Continue your transformation in them. Bless them and griffin their son, Lord. Come into their home. We just, we bless their home. Thank you, Lord, that your presence is in their home. (laughs) That your hunger, God, for your word is in their home. And God, we pray for every man here, especially, for every family. Come, Holy Spirit. Do not let us take one more step towards isolation again. Those places of addiction, God, we ask you to come and stop. Have your way. But we, we've got them. So come and free us, Lord Jesus. Come and free us, Lord. Let, let Brian's testimony this morning glorify you. God, change us, we ask in Jesus' name. And Lord, I, I pray that you'd seal all the work that you're doing in Brian, that you'd bless him and you'd protect him. He, he and his whole family, Lord, especially after you shared this morning that you would uh, just thwart the enemy's attack on their family. Any second thoughts, anything like that, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Send your angels to protect, guard, and protect them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Brian. Thank
5: I'm Herschel Rosser. There are quite a few folks here that I first met today, and it's a privilege to bring the Word of God today. We're in a series called Kingdom Life, Experiencing God's Hope and Future in Our Lives Today, and we're kind of going through getting a better understanding of how folks in the vineyard uh, understand the way the kingdom of God works. Uh, Those who were here last week, John preached on... Ministry to the Poor. And I will say this without any hesitation, without any qualification, that was absolutely far and above the best sermon I've ever heard, the best teaching I've ever heard on Ministry to the Poor. If you haven't heard it, I highly recommend that you go to one of our online locations and listen to it. Look up Mission Vineyard on uh, what? what's the best one. YouTube, I guess. Um, Today, it's on doing the stuff. And that's a funny phrase for those of you who aren't acquainted with it. Where it comes from is from a guy who once was very important in the Vineyard Movement. He's been with Jesus now in heaven for a long time. His name was John Wimber. And whenever he first got saved, it was among some Quakers, and then he uh, he was part of a Bible study, and he was called to com- completely commit his life to Jesus, kind of like we were singing about in our service today, <clears throat> and kind of like what Brian was just talking about. <clears throat> and he started reading the Bible, and he got very frustrated because he was reading about all the miracles and things that Jesus did, but he wasn't experiencing those things in his church. And... Uh, You know, he was looking at all the miracles and the way people, how Jesus confronted people. He just fell in love with Jesus totally. And then he went to one of the main leaders of his church and he said, this is all good, but when do we get to do it? And the man said, what? You know, the stuff. And the man said, what stuff? You know, the stuff Jesus did, (laughs) healing the sick and casting out demons and, opening blind eyes and raising the dead. When do we get to do the stuff? And the guy said, oh, we get to read about it. It's what Jesus did, but we don't get to do it. And John was extremely frustrated and disappointed. Anyway, through the years, God led him to embrace, really, the Holy Spirit way of applying the works of Jesus in our life. And Jesus promised his church that together we would do greater things than he did. So I'm gonna read from John 14, it should be up there on the screen. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Now if we wanna paraphrase this kind of in the John Wimber way. We could say, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same stuff I have done, and even greater stuff, because I'm going to be with the Father. So you get the understanding of what in the vineyard we mean when we say doing the stuff. Just after this, uh, in the text in John chapter 14, 15 and 16, Jesus explains how all this is possible through the work of the Holy Spirit. He says, it's expedient for you that I go away because unless I go away, the Holy Spirit won't come. He calls him the comforter. He calls him the counselor. He calls him the paraclete. He's the Holy Spirit. He's the one who brings the kingdom to life among us. And this is a big advantage for us over the disciples who walked with Jesus on a daily basis. They had Jesus right there with them. But when he wasn't actually physically present with them, they most of the time couldn't do the stuff. Remember that? When Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration and came down, they had been trying to cast out a demon, but they couldn't do it. Now, there were some exceptions where he sent them out in his power and authority, and they did this stuff. But they were in a disadvantage to us because when the Holy Spirit comes, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, The same spirit with which Jesus was anointed, he was God in the flesh, but he lived like a man under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit fills us. And Jesus, uh, after his um, resurrection in Acts 1, 4, I'm going to just read a little bit of Acts 1, 4, 5, and 8. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, that's John the Baptist, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And when that happened, when the Holy Spirit came on them, it was after Jesus had gone back to the Father, they were empowered. And as they preached the gospel, they healed the sick. They gave prophetic utterances. They cast out demons. Uh, They even raised some dead people. It's all in the book of Acts. If you've never read the book of Acts, Pick it up this afternoon and start reading it and I can almost guarantee you, you will not be able to put it down until you get through Acts 28 and you'll be like, why didn't Luke write more? <laughs> it is the most fantastic, fantastic, it's like the first true historical book really in the history of the world. Uh, the Gospels are very different. They were history too, but the book of Acts is like a travel, uh, a travel account. It's just incredible. Well, when we step out in faith as fully committed disciples, eager to bring honor to Him and not to ourselves, and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, that's when we're able to do the stuff. First, we put our faith in Jesus, we confess our sins, we ask Him into our lives, then we ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and we wait until we're sure that's happened. And I don't have time today to preach about that. But believe you me, you'll know when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's not a once-for-all experience. Paul says in Ephesians, keep on being filled with the Spirit. Don't get drunk with wine, but keep on being filled with the Spirit. So it's to be a daily experience of being empowered so we can do the stuff. That's what it's all about. So uh, we don't wait till we're perfect. This is kingdom stuff. And if we wait till we're perfect, we'll never do it. But there is a guy named Dave Osborne who happens to be from San Antonio, and he's got some association with the uh, San Antonio Vineyard, which is over on the west side. And he's now in Iraq ministering. He's just a simple guy like any man in the room here. I don't think he has a great theological education, but he felt compelled of God to go to the Middle East and begin to minister to Muslims. And uh, I'm just gonna read a little bit of his latest email because it's a powerful testimony for, for how the Lord works in our lives so that we can do the stuff. He says, on my first visit to Mosul this month, I was considering not going. I wasn't feeling all that well. and was tired of going alone. How many of you have ever felt like that when you knew you should be ministering? <laughs> Almost every time, for me, I get attacked. Like, oh, this is not gonna be fun. But I felt like the Holy Spirit was wanting me to go, so I did. I'm sure glad I did because it was such a great day. I went to the University of Mosul, hoping maybe that I should find some students who spoke English and I I could share Jesus with them. Well, they wouldn't let him in. So he said, well, call the security guards and let me explain. So they called the security guards and he had an uh, interpreter with him named Ali and when he explained. Uh, That he just wanted to meet some students. They opened up the school to him and they took him to see this library and stuff and uh, After a little tour with one to five security officers at various times They unlocked a gallery that had pictures and books inside at the end of that Jesus healed three security officers I got to give each a New Testament as well as one to a lady librarian now. I know what he did he said any of you sick? Any of you have pain anywhere in your body? Ali is translating. And a couple of them said, I do. He said, would you let me pray for you in the name of Jesus, which in uh, Arabic is Esau? And, uh, they, and they said, yeah. So he put his hand on them and prayed for them to be healed, and they were healed. He's a guy just like any guy in the room here, just an ordinary person who's filled with the spirit, who's deeply committed to Jesus, who's stepping out in faith to do the stuff. Today, I went with my language helper, Ali, and his family, including his wife's sister, to a lake. A nice guy let us use his barbecue to roast. That's what you're going to be doing this afternoon. To roast our meat. And when we were almost done, I asked if anyone had any pain. You just step out. You just step out. You've got Jesus. You're committed to Jesus. You're filled with the Spirit. You just step out. One of the men had pain in his back. Jesus healed him and he asked for prayer for his son who had some kind of problem in both of his heels. Jesus healed him also. And I got to give his father a New Testament. It's called Injil in Arabic. And tell him what Jesus said about himself in the Injil and what God said about, what God said about Jesus in the Injil. Another guy came over and was wanting prayer for his right side. Jesus healed him as well. And I also got to give him a New Testament. When we were leaving, Jesus healed the pain in an old man's leg. And then he goes on and on. I mean, if you could see this guy's picture, he looks about as old as me and about as remarkable as me. I mean, you know. (laughs) He's just a guy who believes what the Bible says, who believes what the New Testament teaches us, that Jesus intends for us to step out in faith. Now. It's not magic. We don't, have a, we don't just get a blank check from Jesus. We are not magicians who have learned how to exercise supernatural power or to get our God to do what we want. You know, if you put the coin in the right slot and you, you want a babe, babe Ruth, you put the coin in the right slot, slot and you pull the right lever, we're gonna get a Babe Ruth if the machine's working right. No, it's not like that at all. It's a matter of coming to Jesus, making a full commitment to him, asking him to forgive you of your sins, to come into your life, and to become your Lord. Total commitment. I'm going to, Lord, I mean, we heard Brian's testimony. Step by step by step, Jesus has been taking more and more and more control, right? That's the way it works. But you don't wait till you're perfect, Brian. You pray for somebody today and you see what you see how Jesus uses you. And we don't do it, you know, another another standard is we don't do it for attention to ourselves. We we don't do it so that people think we have power. We don't do it so people will think we're important. We do it because people are sick and they need healing. We do it because people need Jesus. And when we, when we step out and allow the Holy Spirit to use us to do the stuff, it opens them up to hear the gospel, to receive a New Testament, to hear our testimony, to find out how they can receive Jesus into their lives. Woo! Amen. Amen. You can clap for Jesus. <clears throat> so we, we ask with right motives, and we're willing to groan It's always fun to see what God does, but it's a lot of work. (laughs) Jesus just loves to use us and loves to minister through us in the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's look at those four things there, Carol. I've given Carol a hard time today, kind of jumping around and stuff. So how how can we apply this? Number one, if you have not done so, give your life wholly to Jesus. As I prayed for the service today, I had the impression there would be three people today, maybe you've asked Jesus into your heart before, but maybe you're just sensing, I've really not given him control, and I want to. And I've I've been praying. I mean, it may be more people than that, but I just had a distinct impression there would be three people here who need to give their life wholly to Jesus. And if so, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that in just a minute. Secondly is be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's just amazing what the Holy Spirit does. And, you know, this isn't something we beg God to do. It's something he wants to do. There's a scripture I don't have time to quote the whole passage, but ultimately it says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? This is, if you want to get a prayer answer, if you want to find out does God answer prayer, and you're a believer in Jesus, ask him to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, and keep asking that, and wait for that, and I guarantee you it will happen. I guarantee you it will happen. He loves to do that. He loves to do that. And we all have, you know, when you're born again, you receive the Holy Spirit. But this is a powerful anointing that gives you the boldness and courage. Whether you've had a great experience with the Holy Spirit or not, you can step out in faith and pray and see what the Lord does. So you don't wait for perfection. Got that? Say it with me. I will not wait for perfection. I will not wait for perfection. Third thing is believe. He wants to do the stuff through you. Believe what's in the book that we call the Bible, the stuff that Jesus did that he wants to do through us to pave the way for evangelism, to pave the way for people to uh, give their hearts to Jesus. I've been involved in several, a few, what anybody would call a miracle as I prayed. And lots and lots of times, I've been involved in situations where, like, like this guy that I was sharing from, Dave, where somebody had an ache or a pain, and I prayed for them, and it went away. And we might not say that was a miracle, like, but it was God answering prayer, right? I mean, it's happened to me before, where, um, I mean, I used to get horrible sinus headaches that when they would come on, I would get sick, I would get nauseated, I I remember I had a regimen of taking seven aspirin over a few hours, and it would finally go away. But I remember being in a situation, and one of those headaches came on, and I told these two young girls that were at this conference, would you pray for my headache? They put their hands on me, boom, the headache was gone. I mean, they were just kids, but God did the stuff through them. So when I say believe, I say it with a caveat. Your faith also doesn't have to be perfect. It's not like like a self-examination. Do I believe with no doubt? Do I believe with no doubt? I'm going to say I think, I think that every time I've prayed for somebody and have seen a remarkable event, I was surprised. I, I... I wasn't feeling particularly holy, powerful, or anything. Usually it's somebody coming and asking me to pray for them. And I'm like, oh, okay, 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 Lord, do your best. Boom, they're healed. It's like, how do you do that, God? Number four, step out in simple faith for his honor. Put yourself out of the picture. This is not about you. This is not about you. It's not about you succeeding or failing. It's God wanting to use you. Stand up, please. Whew, hallelujah. I'd like for our prayer teams to come on over, please, today. <clears throat> In a moment, we're going to see some words uh, that our team that meets before the service gets gets words about things that God wants to do in the service. We'll look at those in a moment. But first, I'd like to know who here, you'd like to take that step today. You've been struggling some, and you want to make a total commitment, you want to just Open every compartment of your heart to Jesus and let him come in. You can, if you'd indicate to me, just by raising your hand, I'm not going to embarrass you. There's two. I'd like to see it. There's three. There's four. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay, I want to lead you guys in a prayer, all right? You can put your hands down. It's not the the usual prayer. I want everybody here to repeat this prayer after me so that we'll give these people boldness to repeat this prayer out loud. And I won't trick you. (laughs) If you're not ready to receive the Lord into your life, well, it's not time to pray this prayer because it's going to be that kind of a prayer. But here we go. Just everybody that's, wanting to open yourself to Jesus, do so in the four people that raised their hands. You especially. Heavenly Father.
4: Father.
5: Thank you that you love me. me. Jesus Christ. Christ. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you 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 rose for me. me. Holy Holy Spirit. Thank you that you've come to reveal Jesus. I now invite you into my life. I ask you to take control. I open up the compartments of my heart. The ones I think are good. And the ones that I know are bad. And I ask you to come into each compartment. Forgive me and cleanse me and take control. And now I ask you in the name of Jesus Jesus. to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Come make Jesus real. Come make make the Father's love real. Come real. Come Come and do the stuff through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, clap for yourself for opening up to Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Okay, are those things up on the screen? So, uh, th- these are triggers, like, for God to get you to go for prayer. You're having eyesight issues, confusion, insecurity, or somebody who feels bound by circumstances. Today is your independence day. Do not leave here without prayer. And you can start going for prayer now to these prayer teams. And if somebody who prayed for total commitment to Jesus wants prayer, you go over there too. Please step out if any of these words are for you, or if you have any other special needs. I'm gonna lead you in a very special prayer in a moment for one of our members who's in the hospital today. But we need folks to go for prayer and see what God will do. And if there are too many of you over there, well, some of us will grab you and pray for you. If you need prayer, don't leave without prayer, all right? Don't leave without prayer. But Ken Nosker is very ill. He just got back from India. He may have brought, brought something back with him, and it's he's quite ill, and we just want to pray with Arlene right now. Lucy's praying with her. Lord, we pray for Ken right now, Jesus, that you would heal him. Do the stuff, Lord. Will all of you just, you don't even know Ken, most of you, but just say, Lord, please heal Ken. Lord, in Jesus' name, heal Ken. Stretch forth your hand, Lord, and touch him and heal him, raise him up. We don't want to wait for all of the medication and tests Lord, we know you use doctors and medicine, but we pray right now for your strength to flow into Ken. We pray right now, Lord, for you to heal his legs, heal everything else that's not in order, and be glorified in our hearts, Lord. Be glorified in our hearts, Lord. Okay, I'm going to let John take it now.
0: a prayer going on, please continue to go see prayer, people. Someone will come alongside you if you're in line. Would you receive this blessing that you would go out in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit to do the stuff. filled with the Holy Spirit to be open, completely open to Him to do whatever He wants in your life. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You can grab some lunch. Join us at 1 o'clock down the street at the Fiesta building for our barbecue for our homeless friends. Go and don't forget your children upstairs. Continue to receive prayer.